So some days ago, I saw this story online where apparently Rick Ross was having sex with a babe and he passed out. Now, the babe, not knowing that he had passed out, thought that he had died and actually started crying. And the minute I saw this story, I was kind of intrigued because I wouldn't be crying. I'd probably be proud of myself. I'd be extremely happy, not because I killed somebody, but because at that point, you already know the kind of benefits that come in. And if you don't know the kind of benefits that you can get from that, I will explain it in a second. But first... I want you to think of the idea that you screwed Rick Ross to death. Like, just for a second. And not just about the part that you can come out and say that you have killer pussy. No, you don't even need to go there. Like, just think about the possibilities that can come from it. When you look at the number of women that usually talk about how they think they have such great pussy, this is actually the kind of pussy that we need. This is a person that can come out and say, you know what, I have killer pussy and I have the killer moves to show that I can take someone out with just my vagina. And just like that, you can sell educational courses, you can write a book, you can appear on Oprah. You know, the possibilities and the list is quite endless. And the fact that you're looking at it and you're just crying kind of shows that if you as a woman went through such an ordeal and you start crying, then you clearly did not see the benefits that would come from it. Like you would have been famous for killing somebody using your vagina. And when you think about it, it's not like you'd have been sued for manslaughter or anything. It's just a situation of, you know, natural causes and shit. And on top of that, you get famous. You know, you get the sponsorship deals, you know, the vaginal creams, you know, the skincare routines and shit. Maybe you can say that it wasn't just the vagina. Your face contributed to it as well. Maybe you were ugly or some shit. I don't know. I don't care. Like, you could have gained so much from such a thing. Even then, when you look at how people usually get famous in this day and age, you will not have had to pick up a camera, get naked, post nudes, leak your nudes. You wouldn't even have to get onto TikTok and try and form some silly dance trend just for you to become famous. Like, that shit would have made her famous without even having to be famous from the get-go. Like, damn. I personally find her kind of reaction to be highly disappointing considering the kind of benefits and frankly quite comical and you don't necessarily have to think it's just funny for me even the horse himself actually said the apparent thing let me even put the clip for you where he admitted to the entire thing right here i was mm. having sex before and i woke up and the girl just next to me like i thought you was dead like hell no also, considering that this is the same person that sang These Niggas Can't Hold Me Back, I am starting to wonder if it's the niggas he's actually supposed to be scared of. Because if one vagina can do this to you, then imagine what a threesome or a foursome will do to your entire system. Like you'll actually be put dead in the ground for real. But anyways, since I don't want to discuss somebody's sex life and the ability to be killed by it, we kind of have to move it on because we have a podcast to do and we should probably get to it in its own typical fashion. So, as we usually like to start, 
Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not get his vagina from the deadly category. He is a man who still believes that running your mouth is a form of cardio. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show where I get to say a couple of things, celebrities get to say a couple of things, and I get to make fun of the relationship advice that celebrities give. Because when you kind of think about it, Saweetie so was the same person that said that if your man does not buy you a Birkin, then leave that guy. Guess what? Even after the Birkin, she still left that guy. So in a sense, I don't think the Birkin helps. Now, this is the same situation with Derek Jackson, who spoke about, you know, making sure you stay true to your woman and you treat them right and, you know, you don't handle their bill, then you handle their bill. Well, he just so happened to be the person that did not treat his woman right. And guess what? Infidelity happened. And guess what? Um, apparently now the wife is coming back with the armor of so-and-so claiming that, you know, she will be able to beat us with so-and-so while she still has a bonnet on her head. But anyway, we can always leave that one aside because we have an actual topic that we need to discuss. But before we get to that though, I do want to talk about the environment for a second. And yes, I know the environment is nothing that is really related to this podcast per se, except that our male private parts might actually be shrinking due to pollution like it's actually a thing and apparently according to dr shana swan a professor of environmental medicine and public at nyc's mount sinai hospital explaining that based on her research private parts are getting historically smaller due to manufacturing byproducts now she does go on further to talk about the substance that causes this which is known as phthalates and their chemicals created in the production of plastics which when exposed to the human endocrine system screws with the natural hormone process a dynamic that she says is affecting our reproductive organs and i kind of have to think about this for a second and just say if there was a time when people are supposed to be told that using a sex doll is a bad thing this would be a pretty good time considering that some of them are actually made with plastics and to kind of think about it i don't really want to say it but you pretty much being told that your ancestors had bigger dicks than you and you're failing the people because you're screwing with the environment and to be honest that feels like a diss not from your ancestors but from the environment because when you kind of think about it your lotion bottles are made of plastic. The dildos that some of you gay people use are made of plastic. You look at some of the pocket pussies from back in the day, a lot of them were probably made with a little bit of plastic inside. And you kind of look at it, it's like the environment is trying to appeal to us men to come out and help the environment itself and take care of it because we know for a fact that in this day and age, dick size is actually a pretty big thing. Regardless of whether you're 40 or 20 or 19 or even 12, if you're told that you have a small dick, it suddenly affects you in a certain way as a guy. It reduces your self-esteem to a very, very low level. It's pretty much the mere equivalent of when you're trying to hit a babe and shorty just turns around, let's say you're hitting it from the back, or even if you're hitting it from the front or the side or some shit, and looks at you and is like, is it in yet? Like, that shit demoralizes the crap out of somebody to the extent why they don't even think their fingers are gonna be enough. Trust me, I'd probably know. As someone who's probably conversed to the people from the Small Dick Association, I'd probably understand some of the queries and problems that come with such things. Which is why at some point, I did want to suggest the 1-inch special, 
which doesn't really involve that much it's pretty much just you know the lady giving a guy head and instead of her trying to grasp the entire thing with her whole hand she just decides to hold that little thing you know that two inches like a cigarette or like a blunt you know so that it can give it some level of meaning so that the guy won't feel insufficient because there's other fingers that clearly can't grasp onto anything because those of us with an inch, an inch and a half and two inches have been suffering quite a bit. And as someone that speaks for some of these people, I will continue to state that we should probably take care of the environment. Because there's the rest of you guys that clearly have the right size. You clearly have the size that meets and exceeds the expectations of women. And we wouldn't want you to fail and end up on this side where you know you have an insufficient balance of below 2MB. Just saying. So fellas. If there is another wake up call that you require from anywhere else to actually start taking care of the environment then I'm gonna give it to you very very well. At no point will you ever feel more low self esteem than when you are using your pelvis, you are breaking your back, you are using all of your posterior muscles as well as your core to hit it from the back, to hit it from the side, to hit it from anywhere. And then after all of that, after all the effort that you have put in, this babe turns around and looks at you blankly and simply asks, is it in yet? At no point will you feel lower self-esteem than that. Now because of that, go and take care of the environment, try and eliminate plastics and find something that's a little bit more biodegradable. And just like that, I think I have helped the environment to tell men to actually try and take care of it a little bit more. Trust me, this is one of the things that will probably speed up legislation in the future. Because at no point will guys say that they're okay with having a small penis. Not unless if we're talking about someone that has like 12 or 14 inches worth of dick. Then at that point, then we probably need to start discussing different matters which should involve how it is that we can make your penis smaller. Because not only are you making it bad for us small dick niggas, you're probably not getting the full nice sexual experience of putting the entire thing in. Not unless if you're destroying somebody's uterus, which by all means I think that should be a form of assault and violence. But then again, it's her body. She she was the one who kind of decided to let all of it go in. And also a lot of women have been protesting and saying that a man cannot have an opinion or comment on a woman's body. So I wholeheartedly step away from that bit and choose to move it on to our main topic of today. But before we do that though. I know you're dying to continue the podcast you're currently listening to, but we have to interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you Sound Nation. Delve into music ranging from hip-hop to rumba, rock to bongo and much, much more. We shall review new albums as well as fresh singles whilst paying homage to the sounds of the past. Find our episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any other podcast streaming platforms. Now, moving it on. So, a couple of weeks ago, one of y'all happened to send me a very interesting article which talks of a new study which just so happened to find out that women are happier in affairs than men. And before I get into it, I need to start by giving a shout out to the person that sent this. Mad shout out to you, Zena. And now that that's been handled, I can move it on and start by saying that Dr. Alicia Walker, an assistant professor of sociology at Missouri State University, recently authored a study that found that many women who use Ashley Madison uh, share these actual sentiments. Now for those of y'all that don't know what or who Ashley Madison is, don't worry, it's not a person, it's actually a site that is supposedly or was supposedly built for married couples to kind of intermingle and have affairs with each other 
in a sort of secretive way so that the partner doesn't know think about it as tinder for couples or at least tinder for married people in a sense and according to the people from this site that the doctor just so happened to survey a lot of the women who happened to be on the site reported that they had increased life satisfaction at a higher rate than cheating men did and to kind of think about it well it's 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 a bit hard to kind of accept such a thing but she does go on to state that females having affairs are more likely to be more happy than men and she does call it the monogamy malaise and she continues to state that existing research shows that the longer women are in a sexual relationship the more their desire drops over time and they become less and less interested in having sex with their partner or at least with their primary partner However, if they take on a new partner, their sexual desire returns to its previous high level. And to kind of look at it, well, I do kind of have to state that with that being said, it is probably true. Because to kind of state something that's never really been said, this is kind of why a lot of guys cheat a lot. Like, on the real though. This is part of the reason why a lot of guys, even when they're in a good relationship, will go and get a side. Because to some degree, you're hitting the same person over and over again, it's like you're pretty much reading the same book cover to cover all the time. No matter how interesting it is, at some point you will kind of lose interest. And you know, normally people will talk about, oh, you have to reinvent what you do in the bedroom, you have to learn to love each other again and start trying to be more experimental and shit, but it's not like everyone's built that way. So in a sense, it does kind of justify why a lot of guys cheat as well. Because last Sunday, I happened to go for a birthday party of a friend of mine's kid and while I was busy sitting with a couple of old guys, they were talking about how back in the day when they were really young, they used to be taken to the pub by their old man and they'd probably be given a soda and maybe once or twice they'd be allowed to sip beer and while all of that's happening, you know, the old man is with his friends, they're chilling, chatting about shit. At some point, the old man would call the waiter and ask the waiter to like buy for for some lady that's somewhere at the corner like a certain drink and at some point that lady would sometimes get up go sit on his lap and then they talk 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 maybe she has friends and they go sit on all these other guys laps and shit and while it looked bad the father would pull the son close and simply just tell them nicely yo what we're doing is simply having fun and as long as the wife is taken care of, as long as the home is taken care of, as long as you make sure the family is well taken care of and the wife is happy, then this is something that you can do freely and you shouldn't feel too bad about. And the one thing they'd always stress on is the fact that you always have to make sure that your wife is happy. The mother to your kids has to be happy. You're not replacing them, you're not getting rid of them. You're making sure that they are happy and taken care of. Now, with that being said, I will continue to state that within that same study, it did also state that for these ladies who happen to be in affairs, if they were good at home, if they were having a good marital life, then they were genuinely happier than the ones who were in marriages that weren't that good. And it does kind of make sense, because if you apply that to the man of today, the one that just so happens to have a side chick, if he's good with the wife and he has a side piece that he gets to hit from time to time because he's horny and sure he looks young and shit, then you look at them and they're very nice and happy. And sometimes they even look a little bit younger. But when you look at the ones that are having stress on one side and then having the side piece on the other side that they're taking their stress out on, in a sense, it's like they're kind of living on edge. You know, they kind of have to look over their own shoulder because, you know, their partner might check their phone and that causes more problems. They're kind of under some level of like fight or flight kind of 
you know survival and shit because yes the side piece might be helping alleviate the stress but if one person is bringing it in and another one is taking it out then it becomes a conflicting situation as well and more often than not you will find that this same person will end up going to be with a side chick probably separate or just leave the woman that he was originally married to so in a sense i do see where this is actually true but on the part where they're claiming that they're happier than men when they're in affairs i beg to differ because you kind of think about it it's not like it's usually measurable i don't think you can quantify happiness even though you tried plus when you kind of think about it there is this thing called the hedonic treadmill which i've spoken about time and time again which talks about how no matter how much you know good or bad is happening there's a certain kind of flow and state of happy that you're in now if you receive pleasure it will kind of go up a little bit but it'll come back down if say you move from making 20,000 to making 20 million it'll shoot up but it'll come back to a certain normal and yes maybe you can be happier but it's only by a certain small amount it's not like it actually shoots up that much and ideally i'd probably say these women are just happy but you kind of think about it again these are the same women whose phones wouldn't be checked by their husbands so they can freely have their cake and eat it in a sense because when you think about it when a man is cheating when a man is going out of his way to get into an extramarital affair the person kind of has to be a little bit cautious of how it is that you know his phone and his movements kind of are because the way women are wired they like to concentrate on the details it's part of the reason why telling a woman you look good and you look good today has two very separate reactions one will be taken as a compliment one can be taken in a very offensive manner while with guys we focus on the big things we like to focus on the bigger picture such as you know how's the family doing is everything taken care of how's work is it good you know how's school how are the kids how are you feeling if all of that is kind of taken care of then we never really bother to look for details such as you know has she been texting on the phone a little bit more is she nagging me a little less of which if she is then i'll probably definitely be happy so in a sense i'll probably not be very good at pointing out when my woman is cheating on me not unless if there are blatant blatant problems that are occurring from that which could spell that she either is being sloppy at the entire thing or she genuinely does want to leave this man so it's like she's kind of leaving the clues so that she gets busted and then you know the separation can happen in a quote-unquote natural way so i can actually understand that you know women can be happier because they don't have to look over their shoulders and play all secretive as opposed to guys but much as i would like to agree and kind of let this whole story kind of die down i do have a bit of a situational issue here and it involves a lot of the things that i usually talk about when it comes to infidelity time and time again i've said by the time your shorty is cheating on you by the time your woman is cheating on you there's a pretty good chance that that relationship is dead and in the water so if she is cheating on me with somebody else no matter how much i might think that you know she's probably happy and shit there's a pretty good chance that she doesn't love me no more and while she might choose to stay along for the kids at some point she might actually still choose to leave me because you kind of think about it when it comes to cheating the worst part isn't necessarily even just the sex but the fact that they might actually find a side piece whether guy or woman regardless of which gender it is and who it is your partner is who they end up having some feelings for and possibly falling for and that's why this whole thing of having a second marriage or having a second family pops in 
and yes with women it doesn't necessarily work that way the worst that'll happen is she'll end up having kids that you think are yours but are for another man and to some degree i feel as though that's still a bad thing you know whether she leaves you whether she doesn't leave you the mere fact that she's cheating and such a thing might happen puts it in the crosshairs and makes it look like it's such a bad thing and maybe it's not such a bad thing for everyone because you kind of think about it the husband goes smashes his side piece comes back he's happy you know the lady goes smashes her side piece comes back she's happy the both of them go to bed together you know they have their secrets but you know they'll still smash and still be happy and because they have those connections because you know they can manage to alleviate some of the stresses that come with life on their side pieces then they'll most probably be very happy together and if one partner is fairly deficient in the bedroom department or say you have a partner who just doesn't cater towards your needs in the bedroom having an extramarital partner like this might actually seem like a very very good option so in conclusion i do have to state that this study does carry quite a bit of sense and i am inclined to actually agree with what exactly it is that it says the only issue is much as i might want to agree with this whole thing and kind of state that oh okay women can go ahead and cheat and shit there is a provision where such a thing actually happens and it happens fairly well and that provision is called an open marriage so instead of cheating have an open marriage and things will be a hell of a lot better because at least the both of y'all know that you're screwing other people but you still love each other because at the end of the day cheating will not solve the problem that is the issues in your relationship and as the study actually concludes for the women that spoke about this satisfaction came when they left their crumbled relationships met somebody new and were able to start over and just like that i will tell you if you have a problem with your relationship then you either sort it out as the two of you or you leave the relationship you don't necessarily have to cheat but if you do feel like you will be happier canoodling with people other than your actual partner then make it an open relationship and see the benefits and probably you'll see if you're really into that whole thing or not but either way i want to know your thoughts on this the dms are open on instagram it is at break time on west side on facebook it is also at break time on west side and on twitter if you want to slide into my personal dms it is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening on castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break take care <laughs>